thank you for the prayers that have been prayed, the songs that have been sung, the opportunity to worship you in giving. And now as we come to the time where we shall look into your word, we ask that our ears will be attuned to your voice, that our minds will be focused, and that our hearts will be open to what thus says the Lord to his people. So we thank you and we honor you for it all. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, so I believe we are on the final episode, the fourth episode of our series called Remember. And if you recall, this whole series started through the fact of Naaman, who was the general of the Syrian army. And Naaman got this condition called leprosy, and this leprosy caused him to uh, be on the end or getting ready to be uh, kicked out of the kingdom of Syria because of the potential affection, infection that he could cause to the nation. But then he was such a good general, they were trying to work with him a little bit, and he had captured this Hebrew girl and made her a servant in his house, and she said, oh, if he could only go to Israel, God could heal him. And he then went to his king and said, hey, they say if I go to Israel that I can be healed. And he goes, so the king writes him this letter and says, heal my general. I don't know exactly what it says, but I just... I think that would be the best thing to say. Heal my general. He goes over there to the king of Israel. The king of Israel gets upset because he says, I can't heal nobody. But at the same time, Gehazi, who was the servant of Elijah, comes in and says, send the general to the prophet. The prophet says, go dip in the Jordan seven times. And Nehemiah, Naaman gets mad and says, I got plenty of stuff in Syria I could be dipping in. And you talk about dipping in y'all old muddy Jordan. And as he got walked away upset, they said, hey, listen, if he'd have told you to do something tremendous, you would have done it. And he said, yeah, so he does it. He dips in there seven times, and his skin becomes as clear as a baby's. And we come to what has been our base text for this series, 2 Kings, the fifth chapter, the 15th through the 19th verse. And he says, then he returned to the man of God, and he and all his company, and he came and stood before him, and he said, behold, I know that there is no God on all the earth but in Israel. So accept now a present from your servant. But Elijah said, as the Lord lives before whom I stand, I will receive none. And Naaman urged him to take it, but Elijah refused. Then Naaman said, if not, please let there be given to your servant two mule loads of earth. For from now on your servant will not offer burnt offerings or sacrifice to any god but the Lord. In this matter, may the Lord pardon your servant. When my master goes into the house of Rimon to worship there, leaning on my arm, and I bow myself in the house of Rimon, when I bow myself in the house of Rimon, the Lord pardon your servant in this manner. And Elijah said to him, Go in peace. And we talked about how or what was the significance of this two mules of earth that Naaman wanted? And we came with the thought of remember because that's why he, he wanted this dirt as a remembrance of what God had done for him. 
And we even went in in, in uh, episode one, we talked about the significance in that day of what earth meant. And I'm not going to tell you because you need to go to the YouTube page and look on the <laughs> God's House Christian Church and you'll see episode number one, two, and three. That was a shameless plug, wasn't it? But now we are now at number four because in episode number three, we did a transition. We talked about, okay, we see how Naaman did it. Now, how can we do it today? What can we do to cause us to remember the goodness of the Lord? And we talked about how we can look at the scriptures and reflect on the scriptures to cause us to have a mindset to reflect upon the goodness of God in our lives. And we came up to Psalms, the 119th chapter and the 11th verse. This is still just a review, y'all. Still just a review. If you took good notes last week, you, you, you with me. Psalms 119 and 11 says, I have, in the English Standard Version says, I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you, that I might not transgress, that I might not miss the mark. I have stored up the word in my heart. And so we talked about in episode number two that reflection or remembrance gives us strength to overcome and faith to continue. It gives us strength to overcome and faith to continue. And so last week we got some titles and we got, uh, put scriptures with those titles as a way for us to get a better understanding and for us to have an arsenal by which when things attack us that we can lean on in remembering. In remembering. The first area that we talked about last week is God is good. And I gave you a series of scriptures to cover that area, that God is good. The next area that we looked at was God is with us. And we covered those scriptures that God is with us. And last week, we finished with God will provide. And we covered those scriptures last week. Now, I know those that, who were not here last week is asking, you know what I'm getting ready to say, right? Go to the YouTube site. Because I want us to finish up the other set of three that I have for us to do, which are... <laughs> Number one, God answers prayer. God answers prayer. Psalms 37 and 4. Psalms 37 and 4. Psalms 102 and 17. Psalms 102 and 17. <clears throat> Psalms 145 and 18. Psalms 145 and 18. Jeremiah 
29 and 12. Jeremiah 29 and 12. Mark 11, 24. Mark 11, 24. John 14, 13. John 14, 13. Luke 11, 9 through 13. Luke 11, 9 through 13. James 1 and 5. James 1 and 5. Psalms 37, 4, 102 and 17, 145 and 18, Jeremiah 29 and 12, Mark 11, 24, John 14, 13, Luke 11, 9 through 13, James 1 and 5. I didn't say 1 and 5 previously, did I? Did I say it? Okay. James 1 and 5. The two verses that I want to highlight out of there are Psalms 37 and 4, which says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. The other verse that I want to highlight, Mark 11 and 24. Therefore I tell you, Whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. Amen. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you received it, and it will be yours. That sounds like somebody from South Carolina wrote that one, huh? Yones. Okay. Let's look at the next subject area. The next subject area that I wanted us to cover under this remembrance. It's entitled, Jesus is our advocate. Jesus is our advocate. Jesus is our advocate. Are you ready? Isaiah 61 and 1. Isaiah 61 and 1. Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Matthew 28 and 20. Matthew 28 and 20. John 14. 6 John 14 6 John 8 12 John 8 12 John 14 15 through 16 John 14 15 through 16 
John 10, 10. John 10, 10. John 11, 25. John 11, 25. John 15, 5. John 15, 5. John 14, 27. John 14, 27. John 14, 1 through 3. John 14, 1 through 3. Again, Isaiah 61 and 1. Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Matthew 28, 20. There are all the rest of these are John. John 14, 6, 8, 12, 14, 15 through 16. 10, 10, 11, 25, 15, 5, 14, 27, 14, 1 through 3. The two scriptures that I pulled out of that set are Isaiah 61 and 1. And it says, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. Jesus is our advocate. Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 30. Come to me all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus is our advocate. Jesus is our advocate. Our final set of the six I entitled these I am declarations. I am declarations. I am declaration. Second Corinthians five seventeen. Second Corinthians five seventeen. Ephesians 2.10. Ephesians 2.10. 1 Peter 2.9. 1 Peter 2.9. Romans 8.1. Romans 8.1. John 1.12. John 1, 12. 2 Corinthians 5, 21. 2 Corinthians 5, 21. John 15, 5. John 15, 5. Ephesians 2 and 6. Ephesians 2 
and 6. Galatians 2 and 20. Galatians 2 and 20. 1 Corinthians 6, 19. 1 Corinthians 6, 19. John 15, 15. John 15, 15. 2 Timothy, greatest book in the Bible. 2 Timothy 1, 7. 2 Timothy 1, 7. Name so good they had to put it in there twice. Galatians 3.26. Galatians 3.26. Romans 8.17. Romans 8.17. I am declarations. I am declarations. <coughs> 2 Corinthians 5.17, Ephesians 2.10, 1 Peter 2.9, Romans 8.1, John 1.12, 2 Corinthians 5.21, John 15.5, Ephesians 2.6, Galatians 2.20, 1 Corinthians 6.19, John 15.15, 15, 2 Timothy 1.7, Galatians 3.26, Romans 8, 17. Now, I'm going to be a little bit longer on this area because I want to help form this in your mind about why we are calling these the I Am declarations. There is a process that they call in the mental health world called self-talk. And self-talk is, guess what? You talking to yourself. <laughs> now you know y'all talk to yourself more than you talk to anyone else. Now, that back in the day they used to have this expression that it's okay to talk to yourself as long as you don't answer back. But let me tell you something. You answer back. You just don't want to make everybody know that you talk to yourself that much. But you answer back. If you remember when I told you, when God designed our brains, there is nothing that is forgotten. Anything that came to you through your five senses is registered in your mind. However, access to it may have been diminished because you don't reference it as much. So what we want to do is we want to start adjusting some of your self-talk. And so in order for us to, to uh, adjust some self-talk, we have to replace what has been deposited with something that gives us the result that we desire. For instance, if you are a smoker, you cannot stop smoking if you've been smoking for a while. Why? Because you have created a familiarity, an ability to recollect you holding your cigarette, you puffing in, and you had this 
process that you did it. That's why when a lot of people try to go cold turkey, it doesn't work. You have to replace what you were doing with something to what you want to do. For instance, if you want to lose weight, then you need to not eat all the things that was causing you to gain weight. So you need to make some adjustments. Don't stop eating because when you stop eating, your body goes into what's called a survival mode and anything you put in it, it automatically turns into fat to store in case you forget to eat again. So you have to get a process together. So some of us has heard some things throughout our lifetime that we are still reaping the benefit and or consequences of from way back when we were three, four, five in our single digit years. Mm -hmm. You're just hard head. You're never going to be anything. All that kind of stuff. And when things happen now, we're adults, that little voice starts whispering back to you in your self-talk. Well, they always said you wasn't going to be anything, that you was always hard-headed. And because of that, you allow yourself to take the lesser road. You don't try to achieve. You don't try because the self-talk has put you in a position whereby you feel this is just what I am and who I'm going to be. But let me tell you something. That ain't how Jesus worked this thing out. He says it's in him that we live. It's in him that we move. It's in him that we have our being or existence. So in him, if he is sitting at the right hand of the creator of this entire universe, guess what? We got access. So there's nothing that is impossible for God. So to change your mindset may be impossible with us, but guess what? Nothing is impossible with God. Amen. So the reason I gave you all these scriptures, like I said, boy, y'all have seen all them scriptures I had. Y'all have been like, man. I whittled it down because I want you to look at these scriptures. I want you to, to take time to look, read over these scriptures and start seeing how these scriptures fit into your life. Mm -hmm. Especially these declarations. And like I said, I'm going to take some time because I want to lock these in with you right now. The first one is one of my favorite declarations. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. ESV. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. So when you start telling yourself, you're just acting like your old way, you tell yourself, no, I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. Amen. Y'all see how this is working now? Okay. So you keep re referencing that scripture, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. So what I'm saying is, if you have accepted Jesus as your Savior, guess what? You're a new creation. Guess what? Old things have passed away. Guess what? Everything has now become new. Yes. So I am a new creation. 
But yourself is going to say, but you're still doing this. That's irrelevant. That's passing away. Y'all hear what I'm saying? It's passing away because I'm starting to focus on the new things in Christ Jesus. All right? I am new creation. Y'all ready for the next one? Yes. Next one is Ephesians, the second chapter in the 10th verse. It says, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. I am God's workmanship. I am God's workmanship. God has created me. When I accepted Jesus, he created me in Christ in order to perform good works. God has made these good works, and I can walk in those good works. We are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus. Next one is 1 Peter, 2nd chapter, the ninth verse. Now, if you've been around church folks in a while, for a while, you, you done heard this one. Folks done tuned up the organ and everything on this one. <laughs> 1 Peter 2 and 9 says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I am chosen. I am chosen. So when that self-talk that nobody wants you, no, I'm chosen. God chose me. God has chosen me. I'm standing on 1 Peter 2 and 9. I'm royalty. I'm holy. I'm God's possession. I'm a citizen of this kingdom, and you can't talk my, I can't talk myself out of it. <laughs> Another one of my favorites is this one. Romans 8 and 1. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I am not condemned. And that's one that every one of us needs to say every once in a while. I am not condemned. I, I, I am not condemned. I am not condemned. Because I am in Christ Jesus. John 1 and 12. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. I am one of God's children. I am one of God's children. Well, just ran through my mind, you know, a lot of folks that jump up and down, you know, they'll say, you know, I'm a, I'm a Rockefeller, I'm a, you know, Gates or whatever, you know, because they're, but you know, being one of God's children had, extends way beyond uh, wealth in this world. There's actually rulership. There's actually an empowerment to be able to touch other people's lives because of what he's doing in yours. 
2 Corinthians 5, 21 says this. For our sake, he made him, Jesus, to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. That's ugly right there. Because, because of Jesus, you can say, I'm in, I am righteous. I am righteous. I'm righteous in Christ Jesus. You're not righteous in yourself. Because self-righteousness will get you jacked up. Okay. But when you're righteousness in Christ Jesus, that means he's got you covered. Yes. Now, I gave you 14 I am's, but I'm going to stop at the number 7, which is John 15 and 5. He says, I am the vine, and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. I abide in Christ, or you can say I am abiding in Christ, and he in me. We have to come up with a regulation, ability to regulate how we are talking to ourselves. Yes. There was a, I'm going to tell this really quick story. There was a, the preacher said he was walking down the road one day, and he was walking through his neighborhood, and, G, and, the, and the devil was sitting on the stoop of the steps, and he was crying. And he walked up on the devil, and he said, devil, what's wrong with you? He said, all these people blaming me for stuff that I ain't doing. <laughs> Y'all ain't catch that. There was an old, back in the old days, there was this comedian by the name of Flip Wilson. His favorite expression was, the devil made me do it. <laughs> the devil don't even have to worry. If he, if he knows you're doing negative self-talk, he don't even have to worry about you. You, you done put yourself in a cage with an open door. Wow. And he just say, don't stay in there. And he'll just keep walking on. Because you'll never achieve what God has for you to achieve. You'll never go where God wants you to go because you have limited yourself by what you keep telling yourself. But you start operating in these I am declarations. And you start letting your spirit know that no, we have victory because I am in Christ Jesus. I'm a new creation. And because I'm a new creation, there's nothing impossible for God. Nothing impossible for God. You got to get these things locked into you. And I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out a way. I'm going to figure out a way. We're going to start incorporating some of these because I want us to change how we talk to ourselves. Preacher be preaching to you, and you be telling yourself that don't pertain to me. I, I can't do that. I can't be victorious. No, we're getting rid of all that nonsense. We want to remember the victory that God gave us in 2019. Yes. And know that because he gave us victory in 2019, he's going to continue to do, do it, it in 2020. What is that? He did it before. He can do it again. He can do it again. Yes. Oh, yeah, we know that, right? <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Father, we thank you. For this opportunity to look into your word. Let us draw it into our innermost self, into our heart. Let us make it a regiment by which we spend time with you. That we begin to 
mess with the subconscious of ourselves that has been damaged sometimes on purpose and sometimes not. But let us change our mindset so that we will understand that because you are divine and we are the branches and because we abide in you, we will bear much fruit. And that you have given us a position. You have made us royalty. You have made us holy. We are your possession. And because you possess us, that you are only seeking to use us for your glory. So let us do those things that are necessary so that you'll be glorified in all things. We thank you and we honor you for this opportunity. And in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.